Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is an out of madness. This is an out. To the mouth of manliness, everyone. Um, I'm really, really pleased to say that I've got Ginger on the podcast today. Ginger Wildheart. Um, you, we spoke probably about a year ago. Uh, where around the um, oh, it was like suicide prevention day or something like that. I think. Oh yeah, it was. It was pre-quarantine. The pre-quarantine years. Yeah, yeah. Remember that far back. Yeah, yeah. So how you been getting on with quarantine? Um, um, I find a lot of things to do. I mean, part of this uh, thing that we'll talk about later, this mental health thing, is uh, to perfect the law, the um, to perfect ways of distracting yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, to always give yourself something that you can go and do, whether it's playing guitar, sitting down, and programming yourself to read a book, an actual paperback book um all of these things that uh I, you know i have not to change any of them the only thing that's been hard in the, uh, is i've got a little boy <clears throat> and there's a, there's only so much he can do so i'm tr- i've been trying to wean him off his ps4 mm-hmm. and now he's addicted to it and it would be cruel to do anything else so i'm i'm finding it all right i'm writing a lot of music um i've just started getting using this bubble scenario to um record some stuff and um been okay it's been okay i've i like reading i like watching movies and i like hanging out with my dog yeah i thought i found um when i i kind of came i never used to read a lot because my brain was so all over the place all the time that i could never focus plus i used to drink loads Mm -hmm. so when when i was drunk i was no good i found it really hard to read Funnily enough, <laughs> it is one of the funniest things I ever read. I'm forgetting who said it, but uh, you know, reading's horrible when you're drunk, and I never even thought about it. Never since I saw that in like the uh, you know mid '90s or whatever it was that I read it, and I just ever since then, if I have a beer, I can't enjoy reading. I've no. got to be completely sober to enjoy it, which is great because I'm I'm trying to keep off the drink as you uh, as you, you you are yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not. 
I'm not looking to quit. So I'm looking for a good excuse not to do it all the time. <clears throat> and uh, early nights with a book or a movie and the dog is, uh, it's, it's, it's the best way I've found of dealing with things. That's how I deal with it, pretty much. That's how I, uh, I find if I read, I'm not thinking about horrible things. Yeah. Like I'm focused. Um, and it helps me sleep. It, it's like, you know, like an hour, uh, an hour and a half I read before I go to bed every night. Uh, it focuses me down. I go to bed earlier because uh, I want the time to read. It sorts me out. It really did. It helped me get off the booze every day. It really did. It made a big difference. And well, you, you, you're effectively swapping your evenings for, for mornings, aren't you? <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I, you go to sleep without any alcohol in you for that day and you sleep like fucking, well, like people normally sleep. You know, I'm up all night for a piss and everything when I'm when I'm drinking. So you know, you just have a good, clean sleep. I, I love getting up about six thirty and getting out with the dog. It's fantastic. I'd much rather that be the case. I'd much rather have a six thirty start and not have any alcohol. Uh, but to be honest, I just find the fucking human race too annoying to deal with without a drink. You know. And most of the most of the trouble I've been, not all of the trouble, but most of the trouble I've been in is because of being sober and I haven't had. Uh, uh, oh fuck! I'm just gonna get drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then that's that's when uh, uh, usually when you get into trouble because the guy you're fighting is normally pissed, and he fucking goes down straight away, and you're the bad guy. So yeah, I've uh, I've I've been in that position too many times to. Uh, to argue, and now it's just a balancing act. I'm never going to be sober. I don't want to be sober. No, I, don't. I don't fucking respect the human race enough to uh, to dignify it with sobriety. So fuck it. Yeah, I don't want to be sober. Like I've, I, I just drink at weekends now, uh, and even that, I've been trying to kind of reduce a little bit because I just find, you know, like if I'm, even, like I might not be badly hungover or anything, but I find you know, like you just, I just don't engage with my kids as well and that kind of thing, and and then I feel guilty, and then there's all the shame and that that goes with it. So I try, like even more so now, trying to reduce even more, but I don't want to stop because it's like it, you get used to it. It's how you like let off steam almost, doesn't it? It's yeah. like you kind of need, you need like a something. And I've given up most other things. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to stick, you know, this booze is legal. Well, I mean, that's the a, that's a thing. I can't imagine ever, ever, ever being sober and thinking, hey, wouldn't it be great if we got some coke? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a, that's a, if we get some coke, we can drink for another five or six hours. Yeah, yeah. Eliminates those sort of problems, doesn't it? But yeah, getting on with your kids, all of that stuff, I completely identify with. Um, I I I like myself. I just don't like myself when I'm drinking. And it's it's it like you say, it's not the brutal hangovers that I used to get when I was drinking, like absolute and things like uh, not absolute. Um, um, see the one that the synth. Um, absinthe. I used to drink when I was a real bad drinker. I used to drink absinthe. My piss used to be dark brown, and I couldn't get any. Uh, I couldn't get any um a doctor's uh, certificate for um. You know what? I just started this new stuff called a trip to, uh, amitriptyline, and it stops you able to focus on what you're talking about, and you keep diverting and going on, on, on other things. So if I do look, I sound a bit fucking dippy, it's because I am. 
I am, I'm on loads of, loads of like antidepressants and that kind of meds and I've been for years and like I found when, when I fully committed to it about what, 13 years ago, ever since then I've been a right scatterbrain, you know, like I, I do, I veer off, I forget what I'm talking about, I find it really hard to concentrate, um, it's certainly done that. It, it, I, I want to be off meds, I, I, you know, it's, it's a hard one to be off them completely, but I want to be off meds because, you know, I might, I've tried a load of meds like that, I just put loads of weight on and that's just like a pain in the arse to be dieting all the time, but, uh, you know, again, it, it teaches you good, teach, good skills on, on how to stay skinny at my age. Um, but uh, but I'm, my doctor will say, oh yeah, one of the side effects is it makes you a little bit confused and you, you can't talk as well. I'm like, my fucking job's in front of a microphone. <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking a lot. It's fucking loud. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I've been, I found myself on stage going like, sorry guys, I've had no idea where I was going with that one. Here's another song. Yeah. It used to be funny before I started. <laughs> it used to be much funnier when I started, before I started there. Uh, relying on medication yeah you've got to remember all the words oh, that's my thing like, like i sang in a band once and i and i um i could never remember the words i just remembered the choruses and i just used to mumble the rest and that kind of worked and played the guitar super loud so you couldn't really make it out anyway i made the songs catchy so the audience will sing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as the tune's there it's all right make sure there's a bit of a tune in the guitar yeah. So you've been. I've gone. No, it's 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 all about getting new habits. It's you know improvements. All about getting new habits and new skills that you turn to. Um, uh, and I, I think that's probably the the only really healthy thing to keep doing is to is to get those real life skills that can uh, that could save a life, hopefully even yours. But um. You know, that's yeah. The, the idea of being sober is is. I just end up running around the streets with a fucking chainsaw if I didn't have a drink. So how do you deal with that then? So you must like. Do you not? Do you go out much, or are you a kind of indoors type a lot of the time? No, well, I've got like I say, I've got a, I've got got a border collie who would probably actually eat me and me sleep if I didn't take her out all the time. So she needs like three walks a day. And I find that really good for me head. And yeah. then you go outside like a day like today and it's boiling hot. I say Barbados in York today and no one's wearing a mask and no one's maintaining any distance. And you're like, this is, this is making me angry. I'm going to end up getting involved in bother here with some fucking fat family who've got the whole fucking road to themselves. And you're like, well, you cunts fucking, you know, what, what can you do? So, yeah, um, it's, it's about consideration, know. just a simple consideration, isn't it? Be considerate of other people. They might be bothered. You might not be, but other people are. So let's I just kind of meet halfway. Anyway, well, that's what, that's what the problem is. People aren't wearing those masks because they don't understand that the basic reason why you wear a mask is to keep your shit off other people. And everyone's like, well, I don't care if I get it, so give it to me. We're like, no, mate, that's, that's not the point here. Uh, but that's, that's the human race, you know? They're, they're, I'm, I'm amazed we've made it this far, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of think everything just keeps rolling, doesn't it? It's like, uh, that's, 
the world just keeps rolling, everyone just keeps rolling along. But like, you've got young kids like me, and you know, you kind of. But when I was younger, and I was much more self-destructive, I didn't care about other things particularly. Um, like I was always considerate, but I didn't really care about me, and I didn't care about the future. But having children kind of swings all that around, doesn't it? Because then you start thinking, well, they've got to live in the future, haven't they? And it just kind of starts making you think a bit more about that. So like, even just down to being less destructive and trying to drink a bit less, it's all to do with having kids, really. It's, they really kind of spin things around. To, to be honest as well, I mean, I don't know if this is diving a bit too too deep, too quick, but um, I'm only here because of my, my youngest kid. My other two have grown up now and they're doing okay. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my young lad's still at the age where he, you know, worships the ground that I walk on and um and there's but but him he's the reason why I you know I'm trying to always be a better person and and not not just go with my base instincts. Um and the fact that if I did anything stupid with myself and died, I've got three kids. One of them might copy it. Yeah. You know? It might always be in their head that you know, a lot of stuff from your childhood sticks in your head. I can't imagine there's many things more than your dad killing himself is uh, going to fuck with you when you get older. And it's, it's always I you, I've never even thought about it like that. Well, it would be there as a, um, as a, as a, a possibility. It would be there as a, as a choice. Yeah, yeah. Where, uh, until they get their own kids and hopefully get old enough to have their own kids or you know, have some responsibilities as adults. Uh, that's, man, I, I speak to a lot of people with, with this kind of candor because, uh, because you do when, they, when you're mates. And we're all just like me. I, w- I wouldn't be here without my kids, without my dog, without... Yeah, yeah. Humans just aren't worth, worth, worth the, you know, stick around for. Unless they're, you know... They're no. <laughs> It's so funny because I found like uh, I, I after I had kids, I had my biggest crash, like my biggest mental crash was after having kids, and I think it was like you know the responsibility and that having to kind of almost let go of all those things, you know, like self-destructiveness, even just down to those faults that kind of keep you company. Uh, it was that kind of fear of like I've got to let go of some of this. Because, like, I can't, you know, I've got to be around. And um, and like, that was when I really hit rock bottom, right? So that's when I went on medication, really turned the booze down, you know, really made efforts with therapy. Because I uh, fucking hell, I've got to sort it out now. But I think, yeah, I I don't know. It, like, it really, I think, like, there was difficult births in that, and that really kind of... Um, you know, like, if, do you find, and I find this all the time, um, if you've got, like, if, you, if you're kind of got a negative outlook anyway, you know, you're kind of depressive person anyway, um, you're almost looking for things to confirm how shit everything is and how shit you are. Uh, and then, um, and that totally happened to me when we had kids. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but it's 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 that responsibility. I don't I don't really think you can call yourself an adult if you haven't had kids. No, no I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, with that. I know you've grown up, uh, but you know it's like 
you haven't got any real you're still number one on the totem pole you know what I mean yeah, with yeah. your kids you've got the amount of kids plus the misses and then you feature in there after the dog and fucking you know you, you, you're just not as in you're more important in fact you're not number one anymore but you're more important because without you everything else is fucked and you get, you get you get responsibilities when you have kids that you just don't get when you haven't got them and before I had, I had kids I was literally, I didn't give a fuck if I made it till the next day, never did. Uh, and I would, I would drink and take drugs and behave like that. Like, well, I don't care if I OD, fuck that. And now I've, so, I, I don't know, I've a base, so I've got some fucking, I see Keith Richards on your uh, arm there. Oh, you recognised uh, it? No one has ever recognised that before, man. Oh, that's a fucking massive, famous picture, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just before going on stage, wasn't it? But I mean, that that he was my guy. Him and Lemmy have been my 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 father figures. And uh, I, I must, I, th I think I must have developed a constitution like them somewhere along the way because I'm still really healthy, and I shouldn't be. I should. There should be loads of things wrong with me. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. Like, I probably, you know, I might not have done it to your extent, but uh, like I've been so hugely self-destructive for the vast percentage of my life. I'm surprised I'm still up and I'm pretty healthy. But I, I think uh, a lot of the substance stuff for that doesn't really help with your brain. I don't think that's really probably helped me along the way. But at the time, you're like, you need, uh, it's, uh, I think like my main thing with like drinking and drugs, you know, more than anything else was about um, just shutting my brain up. You know, like, um, you drink, you, like, trying to drown the dog, is what I say. Uh, <laughs> when you drink, you can drown that black dog out for a little bit. And uh, and, it, and the thing is, it works. That's the worst thing about it. All that stuff works, but it doesn't really work in the long term. No, but I got really good at short term. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got really good at, at, the, at the daily kind of getting up, having that fucking proper hangover hangover size hangover and uh, and then going i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get through today and most of it was just feeling barely all right and it wasn't until something like the evening where you'd start feeling good again um and that was my that was my skill set uh, you know what i mean it's like as 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 worthwhile as i could possibly be to anyone and uh, but it's still the same thing i still get up in the morning now but like all i've got to do is make it to bedtime. So still got that kind of, it's a, it's a reversed version of what I was doing before and just getting through the day however you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely identify with that. I remember I used to drink, uh, yeah, I'd start really late drinking, get up, uh, be really, I used to be a chef, be really late for work, get to work, and then the hangover would start kicking in. I'd spend a lot of time in the toilets throwing up. Then, Around six o'clock, I start feeling better. Yeah. I'm for 10 on the booze. Yeah. And like, you just keep going. It must be the thing, like, I often think, you know, like, if you're playing in, in a band, um, like, that kind of fits, doesn't it? <laughs> like, that, that kind of fits with the, the routine. Booze is free, hopefully. And like, yeah, you're not really needing much in a day, are you? Well, that, that is it. I mean, yeah. I'm 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 kind of pre-internet as well, so we didn't even have laptops to sit all around and 
and ignore each other. So you would get up, you know, get to the gig, do your sound check, and then you've got fucking how many hours before you go on? And we used to just, we used to live on speed. And we'd be like, we'd, you know, be in the dressing room just going like, are we, you know, have we done the show or not? You know, no, no, you haven't played yet. Fuck. You know, and be so brutally fucked up. They're like, you know, I feel guilty thinking that I charge people tickets for that. But fortunately, it was in the early days. There wasn't that many people there. <laughs> Yeah, you must have got for a lot of fags. That's the thing. Like, I've, I've had many periods on speed and end up smoking and smoking and smoking. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't yeah. pass for quite a while, do you, on speed? I don't have speed anymore, I don't think. It, it's, 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 it's a lot harder to get than coke, so it, it's, that, that, that makes it easier to deal with because it's fucking impossible to find for the most part. And I live in a good country because otherwise you'd have crystal meth. And then I probably would be fucked, you know, because crystal meth, you start smoking that and like a week later, yeah. you realise, oh shit, I've just lost five days, you know. That yeah. means I must have meant to it, it decide to party for two days and it went to seven days, something like that. Yeah. I definitely find out how long you can go without sleep. Yeah, and, yeah. And Keith Richards said seven days, five days is, uh, is enough. You know, have you done five days? I, I've, uh, I, I used to have quite a bad insomnia. I've never done five days though. I, I'd always just flake out at some point. But I used to drink myself to sleep quite often. I just drink so much so I just pass out, and then it was like, right, well, finally asleep. But that's the problem with not with, with not wanting to drink all the time. That's a pro. That's hardly a problem. But one, one of the one of the one of its services is that it you know it makes you hungry it makes you tired and so you end up with a full but I, I i never get i never feel hungry and i never feel tired never go to bed and i haven't had anything i'm just staying awake for the night you know and i think insomnia i didn't even realize how bad my insomnia was until i stopped drinking so much and i didn't realize how bad my tinnitus was <laughs> until i stopped drinking so much fucking hell i've, I've had tinnitus for about 20 years and it's, yeah it's it's strange isn't it you straighten out and then you're like oh everything's meant to be better yeah <laughs> it's fucking not like it's so annoying it's just louder with fucking jagged edges you know I like, yeah yeah I like when it was fuzzy around the edges and in it all and I, I, I like noise I, I'm one of these people I'm, I like being in surrounded by people in a city um uh, that's a complete contradiction to what I said before that I'm not, I don't like people, but I, I do like sound. I do like a lot like of sound. Being life. Life. Yeah, I like being stuff out there and then you can come in if you don't feel like it and you've got that choice. Okay? I guess it's all success with anything is all about having choice and understanding the, the, the choice and the power of choice. And now I could, you know, it wouldn't be too hard for me to get back into heroin now that everyone's in, in quarantine, but that's not going to help anything. No, no. And you've got a choice. So did you go through um, the programs come off of that? Um, I went through, uh, I got off drugs by myself. I went through the program to get off alcohol first time. I was, in, I was in New York when, when I, I started attending AA meetings. I was in New York and I found out my girlfriend was, was pregnant, just got pregnant. 
um, and I was over there looking for a flat for us to move. And so I was like, oh, fuck, now I've got to um, get off the booze as well. And it was like an immediate, I'm not going to make her go through it all as well. I mean, we were like party mates as well, me and my missus. Yeah, yeah, so she'd have to give up everything. Yeah. And so, the, in, but the meetings, the great thing about going to New York and going to meetings is you go to New York and you want to meet people. So you go to, you start going to meetings and you find out, you know, one in five people when you start walking on the street, everyone, oh, hello, mate, hello, mate, you know. Really? It's fucking huge. Everyone is anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> hello, oh, yeah, I see you next meeting. <laughs> but then I just, you know, the, the, the meetings start grating on me and the whole thing just seemed like, it was a little bit manipulative and it was, it was, you know, get jamming in bits of Christian logic in there and, and, and a bit of Buddhism so it doesn't look too culty. Uh, and by the end, I was seeing through Bill, you know what I mean, and his friends. And I just thought, like, a lot of you people are coming here because you're lonely, you know? Yeah. Not everyone, obviously. I've seen some amazing, amazing recoveries. Uh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a bad thing, but personally... I just thought, like, hey, you guys just aren't listening. It's a, it's a bit like being in school. You're like that, that kid that just, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You just don't want to do everything like everyone else. And I'd, I'd say, well, I'm, you know, I want to go, I want to fucking chocolate liqueur at Christmas when I go to say my mom, you'll die. And I'm like, I'm not going to die with a chocolate liqueur. I mean, I might do, fucking choke on it. But you see, if you go out there, you're going to die. If you pick up, you're going to die. My my um, my uh, counsellor used to say that all the time. When you pick up, you're going to die. Um, and then, so I, I was still sober. And that cunt went out. And he picked up. And he woke up three days in a room full of prostitutes, tons and tons of coke, and, uh, and bottles of Jack Daniels. And he went through a divorce. That doesn't happen to me when I went out and had a fucking chocolate kill with me mom, you know what I mean? Just, exactly. You're a, if, you, if you do that three days into a drinking binge, it's not the fucking alcohol, you're a twat. You know what I mean? You're, and you're, basically, it comes down to, are you a twat or are you not a twat? And do you enjoy being a twat? And I, I'm, I'm not sure if I like being a good guy or I like a little bit of kind of fucking distance in any way. Um, no, I'm the same. Uh, yours? You can have too much, can't you? And then sometimes, like, uh, sometimes you just have to retreat. I'm kind of like, I like closing the doors. Close the door in the house, come indoors, and I know where I am. Yeah. And if I want to do something, I go out and do it. You know, it's, uh, it's like, uh, I like to feel safe, I guess. That's interesting. I think what you say about... Um, like I've noticed that, uh, say, a lot of therapy and that I've had over the years, a lot of it seems to come back to some things that are said in the in the program, um, and a lot of the like I've had like. Uh, um, See, I'm doing what you do. I don't know what I'm saying. I've had lots of different therapists, and I find I find it really hard just to stick to one thing. Because I'm like, oh, that just seems so ridiculous. So I find I just take the bits that work for me and do it, work it out for myself. It and I find that much more effective. Than... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying I don't really like being told what to do. So I'd rather kind of work it out for myself. And I feel like that's kind of where I've got to. 
now and it works. I think if there was something like Alcoholics Anonymous or any or any of them uh, for this, and it was a it was a free group, um, and uh, you know the people running it knew what they were talking about. Didn't come out of a book. They hadn't got it from trained medical school, um, and and it was people talking about mental health like they know what the fuck they're on about. And the worst thing I've ever found in therapy is these people saying, "Oh well, this works." I'm like, you just it's just a one size fits all plan a lot of the time. Um, and then you've got some people that are, are you know, are a, a bit more understanding, but they, they, they'll never be anywhere near as close as you, as you've been to the edge or I've been to the edge because we wouldn't get jobs in fucking medical profession. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wouldn't get a job as a fucking psychiatrist. Yeah, I remember I told you together for long enough to go for like uh, medical school or like, like there's so much studying. It's like I'm not that um, together. Mm -hmm. Now that's one of the contradictions in the whole thing. I think um, you know people who suffer from mental health problems are the best people to talk to if you suffer from mental health problems. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I definitely do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, in many ways, like. Uh, do you find that you end up, you know, you end up talking about this stuff quite a bit? You know, like you, you, people, if they know you talk about it, people end up talking to you about it. And uh, and that, I, I really like that. That really kind of helps me to know that I'm not the only one and that other people feel that way. And other people, like you said, have been to the edge. Because it, unless anyone's been to the edge, they've got no idea. You can't explain it to anyone. No. No, no, you can't explain it to anyone. That's why I get a lot of shit because if I, I, I have a, a system of tricks if I'm starting to feel down, yeah, yeah. certain people um, do certain things, cardio or whatever it is. And if it's still there and it's still eating me fucking hours and hours later, I get on Twitter and I talk to, um, I talk to my, my supporters, my little community on there. You know, and you'll get a lot of people going like, you know, why, you know, why, don't you, have you got no pride? Why do you why do you let so much of your private side out? And I'm like, mate, you know, I don't know how many lives we saved that one time, but I'm pretty sure it's at least one. And you're fucking talking to them. Exactly, uh, exactly. And like pride. So many, people, so many people coming back with the best advice I'm never gonna find in the medical profession. Because they just don't know how to survive. But don't you think that's offensive if someone goes, have you got no pride? It's like, well, what you're suggesting, I've got something to be ashamed of. Like, like, like I've chosen this. <laughs> like, I, I wanted this. I, 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 you know, when people say, like, oh, you're using that fucking depression card again. And you're like, why would anyone use depression to get out of something? I, it, what a fucking ridiculous idea. It's like, you know, the most offensive thing you can think of is about as logical as using depression as an ex excuse for anything. All I, all I do, my depression is just like, I've just got a lot of apologizing to people to do. I've really wanted to do things, really wanted to meet people, um, yeah. and, uh, and I couldn't. And it wasn't a, wasn't a choice. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a bit aloof now. Yeah. It was like, I, I'm fucked tonight. I'm, that's me. It's like and, and, my, and, you know, Twitter, I, I'll get... 20, 30 people talking to me about it, and I'm like, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I, like, I've seen you sharing stuff, and I'm like, good on you. Like, you know, 
Why, why should we be ashamed? Why shouldn't we talk about it? That's the problem that we don't talk about it. Like, you've got no reason to not talk about it. It's offensive. Like, when people moan about it, you're like, do, do you really have no idea? Live in my head. Live in my head. And, like, and you, you won't be alive. Like, I'm a survivor. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, uh, you know, you know, and, and you know, coming from Newcastle and 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 being, you know, oh, because you're Jordan, you think you, you think you're a tough guy. I'm like, mate, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. I've, I've been in lots of places. I know a lot of badass guys, but as far as a tough guy, I wake up every day and I fight the worst fucking enemy I could possibly pick, and I win. Yeah. I, you don't need to know how tough I am. I know how fucking tough I am. Yeah. And fucking hell, I'd rather have any human being in the world to deal with than the inside of my fucking head. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's exhausting. People don't realise that it's absolutely exhausting. Your brain telling you that you're a piece of shit and you should be dead like, all the time. You're like, it's fucking exhausting. It actually physically wears you out. And you know, one, the, one of the things that, that, that taught me talking about how people who know this, who understand this, and have got experience, are the best people to listen to. And I, and I remember seeing the, 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 the first edit of the Stephen Fry documentary where he talks about depression. Yeah. And there was one way it was just, it was one, there was one that it didn't have any of the guests that the, the one that was on the telly was. So there must have been, the, the, pilot, the pilot must have been online or something like that. Yeah. Um, but he just went into this thing that, you know, everywhere I go, every, every, everyone I meet, you're Stephen Fry. Everyone loves you. And you're like, yeah, everyone does love Stephen Fry. And he says when he gets it, he thinks he's the biggest cunt in the world. And, and he's a smart guy. Yeah. You, know, you can't argue with that. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a scene in this one where, where it just hit him straight away. And his face changed, his fucking eyes glazed over and he just went, I, I've got to go away now. And his way of dealing things was just, I'm just going to get away with everyone. Like you say, close the door and just go, okay, how do we do this? But until he said that, and I was thinking, does everybody feel this much self-loathing when they go through this? And, and if they do, then fucking hell, you know, why anyone would pretend to fucking have self-loathing? What the f I know, and I, that's 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 kind of how I phrase it more often. Not as self-loathing. Uh, mm -hmm. I've got quite good lately, but like, so if you kind of suffered with this, because I've suffered with this since I was like, I can remember things changing when I was about nine. I remember like my view of myself just turned on its head. And I, I can make sense of it all now because I have fucking loads of therapy and I know why. Um, but like, is this something that you've suffered with for uh, forever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same, the same things. I've, I've found out why, and uh, you know, it started really early and at a time when people were, the, you know, there's new words for things now. You know, by uh, used to be called manic depression. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, uh, it, you know, there wasn't, I, di I didn't have the kind of family that, I, you know, are you okay? You're screaming in your bedroom a lot. What, are you okay? And I'm like, does this sound like I'm okay? But no, <laughs> yeah. no one knew anything. And I literally used to sit and bang my head on a wall just to stop thinking about 
what I was thinking. Um, and that was, that was, I was at school, so I must have been like 13 or something, you know. Yeah, I used to do that. I, I, I used to like, I, I couldn't stop crying. I used to roll around on the ground, like just in like, you know, like knots in your stomach. Yeah. And like, I remember doing that and my mum going, my mum was always quite nice, but my dad, he was like, get up, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's like, and now I'm kind of angry that he responded like that, but it was kind of, I, that's how people responded, because you're a boy and you shouldn't be crying, you know? It's like... And violence. It, I said that, you know, there's a lot of violence around, uh, domestic violence, um, you know, when I was a kid, and that's like, I didn't know that was weird. I talk to people now, and, and, and they're going like, are you making any of this up? And I'm like, fucking hell, you had a fucking idyllic, idyllic childhood compared to mine and your childhood was quite hard i'll, I'll find a lot a lot of people have, uh, are suffering from things from the childhood yeah, yeah i'm like but the the extremes of what i went through in my childhood are fucking ridiculous and there was there wasn't a it, it sounds a bit a bit like pitying but there wasn't a lot of love around you yeah. know and i did i wasn't from one of those families that used to tell the each other that we loved each other and stuff. We do now that yeah. I'm older, but when I was younger, my kid can't do anything without me grabbing a hold of him in front of his friends and kissing him and stuff. Oh, exactly the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I remember when I was uh, expecting my first kid and there wasn't any books on pregnancy for men. And the, I'm like, the guy who writes the Bible for pregnancy for men is fucking gonna be a rich guy because no one knows what to do. Not a thing. Yeah. Um, and the one, it, one, there was one, it was, it was a pregnancy for women with a few pages in the back for men. And I remember I, I picked this up and I read through it and it said, just remember, you can't kiss your boy too much. You know, there's no such thing as you kissing your boy too much. There's no such thing as giving your boy too much love. And I've been brought up to think that boys don't get trapped like that. Yeah. You know, in my trying to become a, I didn't have a father figure, so I've had to figure it out myself. And I'm like, you know, the shit that boys have to get, go through, you know, which, you're right, it, it's, 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 it's massively unfair that, you know, you're not, you're, you weren't allowed to talk about things like this when you were younger. You're like, oh. No, no. No, no. And it's funny because, uh, like, that kind of lack of love is, often the thing that makes you think that you're not good enough. Exactly. exactly. And then you're like, yeah, well, I'm a piece of shit. And then suddenly that just follows you around forever, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. and, like yeah. and then one day, I don't know, nowadays, um, when I start going down that road, I'm like, no, I can't be that shit. You know, like, I can't be that shit because of this and this and this and this. And then I'm like, no, nah, bollocks, I'm not having it. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. My, if your kids don't do it for you, and they and they and they, they do, you know, the kids. I mean, my first two kids were with a different woman, so I had a different relationship. I was I was far away from them. Yeah. Um. I, I, but it but it still made me realise that I'm not I'm not a complete pile of shit. I just think I'm a pile of shit. Yeah, yeah. And then the, my and then my my uh, he's I see my my little one now. He's just turned thirteen. Um, and, uh, and he's made me realize that I'm actually fucking awesome, you know, 
and he just takes it for granted that like you know he's going to come down to gigs and he's going to meet Lemmy he got to meet Lemmy and he's going to meet like you know uh, he's not him in, like, you, know, is he? you know what I mean he's, he's, he's beat us I took him to see Dillinger escape plan he was only a little kid and he just saw like people bleeding in the toilets and now he just sails through life like thinking it's all great but I feel loved enough yeah, yeah. by him. But, and then when that clicks in, then you start feeling it from everyone else. You start feeling the love that you've been denying yourself because you're such a piece of shit. Yeah. To the point where you're just in such a good frame of mind, people are, people are saying hello to you. And, you know, that, that you know, pretty girl in the queue, that you just be like, oh, you know, I'm never going to talk to someone like that. Wants to talk to you. You're suddenly realizing that I'm putting out a positive vibe here. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. magic. How do we no, tap into this fucking shit? Never a true word said. Like, if you put it out, you get it back. You do. And yeah. if, if you're like negative and you think you're shit, then you get shit. You get loads of it. It's almost yeah. like the radar. If you expect shit and then it starts to rain and then the bills come in and then, and I know people who are still like that. It's always someone else's fault. Everything is. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, your, your radar is stuck on this fucking channel, on this shit channel. And there's all these other channels and you're going, no, no, that's, that's all the, it's, you know, and then you, you get in a good frame of mind and you just go, fucking rain's great, you know. Isn't it great? <laughs> Pay your bills. God, I've got a job, and you yeah, know, yeah. everything turns around. And if there was some something that could, well, apart from weed, uh, that could turn that around. And I've found that weed does that for me. Or rather, if I go and smoke it, I'm in a, a different frame of mind than the one that I was in. Still not very happy having a crutch, but yeah, yeah, uh, that was another one uh, that took me some time to move past. Because it was like, uh, yeah, my, my wife basically bad enough. I smoked weed for like, you know, 30 years or something. Yeah, and, uh, and then, uh, and like that worked. And then I, I found that I'd mix that with booze and that worked even better. And it was like, well, it's not that bad, is it? It's not like proper drugs. <laughs> um, uh, and, it, and the thing is, weed does work. And, you know, like America started to realise that, that it's not doing a hell of a lot of harm. And... Um, I, yeah, I find though, uh, like I think I'm going more and more towards kind of not doing things rather than doing things because mm. I do think I'm generally better when I'm not. Even like, like I kind of knocked weed on the head years ago and I feel better for it um, because I'd get lost in the even the act of thinking oh, I've got a score and that kind of thing, and then it takes me right back to kind of old behaviours, you know? Yeah. But I haven't got a dim view on it at all. Uh, quite the opposite. No, I I, I find that it's I, I do it with alcohol. I do it with um, I'll buy really good wine because it won't give me so much of a, a hangover. Yeah. So instead of buying four bottles of wine, I will buy one good bottle of wine. And you don't want to finish. Good, same with whiskey. I'll get really nice whiskey. Costs a fortune. I don't want to fucking drink that in one day. I want that to last me a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. And things like that, and but it's still like you say, it's the door's a little bit open, you know. It's, yeah, it is, but it's about control, isn't it? How much control have you got? As you, and it's about choices. You said earlier, if you've got, you've got a choice whether to open it all the way or not. 
having it a little bit open is fine. Like, I think for people like us, like, when you've been in the midst of, like, blizzards of drug and alcohol use and, and you've had, you know, you've been as low as humanly can be, I think you have to allow yourself a little bit sometimes. You know, like, because it's better than it was. It's a lot, lot better than it was. And you're in control, so it's all right. That's what I think. Like, why not? Like, you know, you've had enough shit. Why deny yourself a few small pre uh, pleasures? Or, or, or just just that day. Like, you know, when I say it, like, flippantly sometimes, or it might sound flippant when I say uh, it's just, you know, whatever it is, just get through the day and get the bedtime. And then you, you've won. Um, yeah. And that's so, like, you know, if I, if I want to go and get pissed, it just can't be tomorrow as well it's just like that's the, that, the the deal is i've got one day to to fucking do this as, as successfully as possible that's the same with the weed sometimes i just i don't need it I, I i don't need it today it's funny my 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 partner she uh she used to forbid it being in the house when, when our little one was was little yeah. and now she's just like do you want to wear just pop upstairs and have a quick smoke <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell. She's going, I can see that it does some difference. It's yeah. not the answer. Nothing is the answer. Well, there isn't really an answer. That's the thing. I don't think there is really an answer. It's all about moderation and being sensible. Yeah, and being a badass, you know? It's all about, like, you ain't going under. It ain't going to get you. It ain't going to... We've turned into fucking professionals at this. We're old hands at this. You know, if I feel like I want to die, I've got a good idea I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think now. Like, uh, when I go down that road to like the suicidal thoughts are kind of really hitting me hard, I, I kind of think, well, I, look, I haven't done it. If I was going to do it, I've been much worse than this, and I haven't done it. So, why am like, I'm just going to really try not to listen because, uh, like, the proof, the evidence suggests that it's not going to happen. So, I'm just being a fucking idiot, you know? Yeah, well, it, uh, I'll let you know something that not a lot of people know. Uh, I, I actually success, successfully did it. Um, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, 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 about a year ago. And, uh, really? And I was, uh, my brain uh, I was starved of oxygen for eight minutes. Which, I, think, I think it's it's around about eight minutes where, you know, things start closing down and stuff. And then I was on 36 hours on a, on a life support. And they were saying to my family, I just, it just, things had got to a fucking, such a point, I yeah. didn't even want to deal with it. Yeah. And so I'm always aware that that's there. But they said that, you know, if he, if he does come out of this, he's going to have mental problems. At least he could be, you know, in a bed for the rest of his life or in a chair. But there's going to be a difference. And I came out. And I had one arm that didn't work for about a week and a half. And I lost my voice and it all came back. And I got, I got, ev I got everything back. I, apart from the fact that my brain won't focus on, on the conversation. So I can never be a chat show host. But um, uh, it, was, it was a massive thing. And, it, and it, it, it rearranged everything that I think. That I think um, it, be it, it, it made me feel different about being self-centered as opposed to self-obsessed. Yeah. And that and that whole thing about you've got to be number one on the poll, even though you're not 
you know, your staff, effectively, looking after people and stuff, you've got to be number one because number two, three, four, and five, and everyone else depends on you being okay. And it, it, that, it kind of put a lot of that into perspective that I couldn't get from therapy. See, so you, if you, did you have, like, the thoughts that I survived? So I'm meant to be here. Well, I, I don't, I'm not a... No, I'm, not in a religious way, but you know what I mean. It's fucking weird. If I was a religious bloke, I would have proof. If I, if I did believe in God, I'd have proof now. I'd say, look, this, this is why I've got a, a mess. I'm a messenger from God to yeah. <laughs> give you my fucking, you know, poorly selling records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could, yeah, you could go Christian rock. You know what I mean? But it's a, uh, it, yeah, it is. It's weird. It's almost like life is proving all of my, you know, my negative thoughts. And uh, I used to be very spiritual, and I used to be very into Buddhism and stuff. But then I just. I just, I think I just read a few bad books and it started making me realize like this is just common sense, fuck it all. Um, but yeah, I think. Yeah, it is common sense, I think. You must have yeah, yeah, yourself yeah. though, if your like arm wasn't working and you can like, can't play guitar, can't sing. Well, we, like, were, we were recording the, our last album. We'd recorded the music and then we had to do the vocals. And, uh, and I didn't have a voice for three months. Um, and then the voice I got, I, again, fucking hell, talk about the lottery, winning the lottery. The voice I got was, is 10 times stronger than the one I had because now I feel like I'm on borrowed time. Every day is a fucking a, a con, really, because I'm, I'm not even supposed to be here. <laughs> even when I have a bad day, I'll say, it's okay to go to bed and watch movies all day. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to be dead anyway. Yeah, you come back stronger, <laughs> stronger and fitter, and your voice is stronger. Like, how good's that? You know what I mean? You just then you then you feel like you know this fucking this fucking humanoid shape wants to fucking work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. and and I've got and I've I've got and I'm a very loving person, and I think I've always had a, had trouble with that being a little bit kind of soft or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I I. I I do have a lot of love and, I, and I, I give a lot of love, you know, not anything specific, but I do, I like that. I like yeah. being a good person. Yeah. I, I, I didn't give a shit before. That's brilliant though, isn't it, really? If that happened, and it's an awful thing that it happened, but if you've come out of it feeling better, stronger, and it gives you a whole different perspective on things. Man, when, when have we, that's quite amazing. When have we ever learned anything from a tiny little lesson? It's always been something fucking life-changing, isn't it? Oh, fuck, yeah, exactly. So true. Why? <laughs> Why is it always that way? Uh, and I think it's because, like, like, our brains, like, people like us, our brains need, that. like, they're so busy. Yeah. Telling you that you're shit, that they need something pretty dramatic to kick you up the ass. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm not going to listen otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I will refuse to listen to Republicans and and Tories and fucking God bother us. I, I, I just, I'll just block out and say you're all mental. I, I've got no time. None of it's going in. Your, your argument's not going in, and I'm going like, no, but that's wrong. 
I've, I should listen. I should learn from them, from from everyone that I disagree with, or, or even fundamentally. Although I'm not sure I'm going to live long enough to be able to understand the fundamental values of hate, hate of of, of race and of sex and of sexuality and all that. I don't think I'm ever going to understand that kind of hate. So that's, it's all fear, though, isn't it? That's all fear, and uh, um, I think a lot of that comes from self-loathing in many ways. It's like Tories are self-loathing. Yeah, you want to blame everyone else for stuff uh, because you're, you know, you, you kind of hate yourself underneath it, and um, in some ways that makes you unlucky. I love that. So if you're left-wing socialist, kind of, you know, you, you put some money in, in, in fucking homeless per persons, fucking whatever, um, you know, then you'd probably like yourself better than some fucking ignorant... Do you feel comfortable with yourself? So you don't feel like, oh, I'm not giving it to them because it's mine, you know? And it's like, yeah. actually, I'm pretty comfortable with myself and like, I'll help someone else out. When, like, the Tories are like, oh, no, if I give it to them, then I won't have. And it's uh, and it's that or, kind of self-loathing fear kind of thing, I think. Or that fear that need to be right all the time. If I give it to them, they're going to spend it on drugs. Mate, if they're, if they're sitting on the fucking ground for a job, gives a fuck what they're spending on. If you can afford to give it up, Jesus, it's a fiver, tenner. Just don't argue. Just you, 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 Your life's went that way. Their life's went that way. Just fucking be happy. I'm yeah, I, that. I, I like that. I, like I that. come back to, uh, you know, whenever whenever anyone's like on something like that and they'll say something terrible or they'll be racist or sexist or something like that, and I'm just like, why do you care? Yeah. Why do you care so much that that person or that thing bothers you so much that, you know, you're going to fucking kick off about it? Yeah. It's like, why do you care? Well, we've, got this, we've got this thing that, that, so, uh, that provides so much self-loathing, but the, 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 the fucking... It's a, it's a paradox, isn't it? Like, we're, we're, we're almost blessed... You know, with this ridiculous idea that we're hated, but no one really hates us as much as we do. <laughs> and it's just to find that. Whereas if you're born a cunt, you're gonna die a cunt. If you if you fucking if you think it's okay to, to just shit on people or look down at people so you think it makes you look bigger, then then you're a cunt. You know, yeah. you're never gonna really love yourself and and born of this fucking illness that we've got. Maybe we do eventually turn into fucking cool as shit old people. And people yeah, I think, uh, it, it, our illness gives us a certain amount of compassion to others, I think. Um, and I always, like, I quite often say, I'm so, like, why, I'm not going to care what they're doing when I'm walking around with this crap in my head. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm not going to be bothered by other people because I've got enough to deal with just inside my brain so mm. it makes you kind of pretty cool with people I think I've always been quite cool with people I'm, I, I'm, that's a good one I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that one I like I like that it, it makes a lot of sense of how, how um, you know I, I, I've got some people I love very very dearly who politically we just do not get on at all 
and it's just and that's just the way it's got to be and they're not going to listen and some of them are older than me and I'm like that's I've got to understand you now. I've got to understand that. Why do you hate yourself so much? You've got to pretend to hate these things that don't affect you. They aren't even in your fucking life. Oh, it's got, it's got like a psychological term. Uh, my wife is psychologist, so she's... Uh, uh, it, oh, fuck That it. is why you're a lucky motherfucker. Your wife does psychology. <laughs> I love to have a wife who does psychology. What a fucking brilliant team. Uh, yeah, it does help. Um, yeah, so I kind of know a bit about it. Oh, it's not extinction. It's uh, it's like deferring your anger onto someone else. Like that deferring oh, okay. thing. You go, like, I'm angry with me, so I'm going to blame you. Projection. You know, like, uh, yeah. Americans are like, we're unhappy, so we'll just blame black people. Yeah. You know? And it's like, uh, then I don't have to blame myself. Yeah. So, or I don't have to read the stuff that white people are doing. Yeah. to white people and black people because the fucking this weird sense of entitlement yeah. um i can just ignore that and just blame that it's yeah. fucking crazy and I, I i like you know i like this i like talking to someone who knows exactly what i'm talking to and instead of going no but no but and i you've you got a lot of the th the things I didn't like about therapy were I, I was talking to someone fresh from college and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm much older than you. I've lived in a, over a dozen countries in the world. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing you can really tell me about much other than you've read these books at college. Um, yeah, I can't handle that. Uh, I'd never deal with a, like a younger therapist because I'm like, you've got no idea. Mm. Like you, you can tell me theory, but I can do theory myself. I can go and look that up myself. Yeah, yeah. But so I'm still, I've still got, like I say, I'm on this amitriptyline. I, I don't, they never even told me when to take it, so I don't even know. I go online and I do these, like, well, they say, you know, night tanks and knocks you out, and they say, you know, if your brain's active, do it in the morning. I'm, I'm almost like I might as well give up. And just not told you what to do. That's mm. that's really bad. Well, I've had no. I haven't had a lot of good luck as far as um, um, the um, mental health. Um, not the NHS. Of a subtle word, but um, yeah, I've I've had I've I've came to dead end after dead end with all my. In all my experience of uh, of of getting help, yeah, all came down to you know the last time obviously was a big one, and um, I, and I just it came I just came to closed door after closed door and realised that if I rely on the mental health profession, I'm fucked. Um, yeah, I have got to figure this out myself. It's really hard because I think whenever you speak to anyone, most people's experience of dealing with their mental health and going to the doctors has been bad. Um, and yeah. like, I've, I've had to really kind of fucking kick off and stamp my feet. There was a point when I was like, I am not, I refuse. I like stop treating me like I'm an idiot. You know, like, I've got an illness. You need to start fucking start dealing with me properly. Yeah. And then, once I started really stamping my feet, in the last two years, they've given me everything. Mm -hmm. Given me everything. Uh, and it's really, really helped. 
Um, but yeah, I've got like a psychiatrist through the NHS. I do group uh, psychotherapy, which is a bit like, you know, you were saying earlier about uh, having uh, AA for the mentally ill. It's a bit like that. <laughs> it is a bit like that. Um, and then, uh, uh, but yeah, then if I want to like up my medication, because I understand my medication fucking well, mm. I go to my doctor and he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm sorry, what are you talking about, mate? Like, I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, that's what happened to me. I was, um, I, I'd moved to York and, and I've never known a worse medical profession on any, every level, not just mentally, mental health, than, than York. It's, it was like bizarre. And I was talking to a few people about this and they said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my brother killed himself when he was working in York. Started reading all of these things. There was a doctor that was so, um, you know, so held back to what he could and couldn't do to help that he committed suicide. Um, and he was from York. And I'm like, this whole thing, it's like, you, you go, then you, you go, well, then I, I've got to hear Tories again. And the whole thing just went on a fucking mad men, negative spiral. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like, um, oh, yeah, let's vote for. Now, why would anyone vote not to have the NHS? Uh, they, beyond, you know, like that. My mum voted. And then my dad did. My dad voted. Like, oh, yeah, we'll vote the Tories in. I'm like, well, you're getting old, mate. <laughs> You're going to need them more than anyone else. My mum's been a nurse all her life, and my sister's a nurse, and she voted Tory. And I was like, why? I don't like Jeremy Corbyn. Oh. Well, you like me, don't you? I'm fucked with your vote. Your, fucking, your daughter's going to be out of a fucking job soon, because it's all going to, as soon as this is all, when, oh, see, she, can she knows my voice. She hears something in my voice that no one else hears. Oh, my dog does that to me. But uh, you know what? I, my, getting a dog was really good for my mental health. Absolutely. If there was anyone wanted one bit of advice for dealing with mental health, get a dog. They you know. just love you unconditionally and they make you feel good. Yeah, and they're fucking much, much better than people. Yeah, they're lovely, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Oh. Ginger, thank you so much. I'll tell you what, that was just like talking to a mate. It was like the best chat, but you know, like a mate who's been through it as well. That just felt like a really good chat. Thank you so much, mate. Thank see, you. See you soon, hopefully. Take care of yourself. This is enough of manliness. This is enough of Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 